you are setting your future self up for success right now. The less you have to think about what you're doing and the more primed you are to just do those things, the easier it becomes to systemize the process of achieving your goals. And at that point, achieving your goals is inevitable. Welcome back to Holy Healthy Mama episode number 10. In today's episode, I talk to you about the importance of systems when it comes to your health and fitness goals. We talk about what systems are, why they're important, and I give you some specific examples that you can start implementing in your life now. It's all about setting yourself up for success in a way that reduces anxiety and overwhelm. I think you'll find some value here. So grab a cup of tea, sit back, and have a listen. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I am your host, Rachel Jane, and I am so excited you are here. This podcast is for you, the woman looking to live a big life as the fullest, most vibrant version of you that you can be. Each week, I bring you quality content based on the three pillars of health, movement, nutrition, and mindset. These episodes are designed to help you break through false, limited beliefs while harnessing freedom, joy, strength, and empowerment both in your body and in your life. No more shrinking. Let's go. Hello everyone and welcome to Holy Healthy Mama. Starting this week, this podcast is getting completely revamped. I know you haven't heard from me in a while, on here anyways, but I've been working so hard behind the scenes, completely redesigning my business and how I operate within it. It has been a transformation that is needed to happen in order to ensure that I'm aligned with my values and I am super grateful for the global pandemic for allowing me the time and space to reflect and begin again in building a new solid foundation. So I'll share more on that later, but for now, know this. I am here. So every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., I'll be publishing a new podcast episode. If you don't want to miss out, subscribe to Holy Healthy Mama so you'll receive the updates. If you're more of a visual person, I'll be publishing to YouTube Wednesdays at 5 a.m. as well. So it'll be the same content. You'll just be able to see my face. I have so much to share and I'm really excited about this new path my work and business is headed. I have had this vision for years now and finally have the time and resources to put it all together. This feels right in my soul. I have all new content that's tailored to meet your needs as a woman looking to live your biggest and best life. So let's begin on a fresh page with today's episode, shall we? Right. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of systems when it comes to your health and fitness goals. I'm going to define what systems are to me and talk about why they're important on your journey and give some examples on specific systems that you can be working on to implement in your life. So let's begin with defining systems. There are many different definitions, but to me, the best definition that resonates with me and what I'm about to share is an organized framework or method. One of the absolute keys to success in any area of fitness, weight loss, or management, or health in general, is to have systems set in place in your life. 
I think it's important here to first of all differentiate between systems and goal setting. So I am all about goal setting. I believe that process is a powerful one in planting a seed in ourselves about possibility. I'm a massive goal setter and I am constantly setting new goals in all areas of my life. Goal setting to me is like pinning a destination on a map of where I want to go. It focuses on the outcome. So it's important to know where you're going, otherwise the journey will be scattered and will lack purpose, right? So imagine just hopping into your car and driving all over the place, not really sure where you're going. You're wasting time and energy and never have a clear focus. And maybe that works every now and then. Maybe that's a fun little adventure. But in general, most of us like to know where we're going. So if goal setting is equivalent to plotting your destination on a map, setting up systems is equivalent to mapping out your route. You figure out how to get to your destination, which stops to take, where you'll stay along the way, what time you have to leave. So all those details in between where you are and where you want to be. That's where systems come in. Without systems, your journey will feel scattered. And again, you'll be wasting time and energy, likely leaving you feeling anxious and uncertain. So goal setting is the outcome and system setting is the process. But it's not just the process. It's a streamlined process that clears out the obstacles that typically might jump out at you along the way. So let me give you an example of a system that I set up in my life before we move on so you get a better idea. Now it's not health and fitness related. Um, I'm just gonna relate it to my normal life (laughs) just for simplicity's sake, but I'll get into more clear examples shortly. So when my kids get home from school, we have created, we, I have created a system for them. I was noticing that first 10 minutes when they got home from school, it was just this flurry of activity and energy that felt quite stressful and overwhelming to me. I'm sure you can relate. That hour when children get home from school is like, oh boy. So they used to come in, throw their stuff all over the floor, make a mess in the hallway, More than once a rotting lunch was found the next morning in their backpack. It was just complete chaos and all over the place. And it left me stressed. I would just look down that hallway and see chaos and I would feel that. So I started to implement systems when they came home. So now what they do is they line up their shoes against the wall. They take their lunches out of their backpacks and they hang their backpacks on a doorknob. Their lunch bag goes on the kitchen counter, exactly where I want it, beside the blender, and they take their water bottles out, dump their water into the sink, and put the bottle upside down in the drying rack. Now, this takes two, maybe three minutes, depending on their mood, when they get home from school. It streamlines their actions and eases anxiety for everyone in the home. And yes, it took reminders every single day for probably like three weeks. But now it's just what they do. They get home and this is the process they do. They don't even think about it, it just happens. That's just one small example of a system I've created in my life. I'm sure you can already envision some of the benefits behind that one system, but let's dive deeper into some of the benefits behind creating systems in your life. I've broken down in this into four components. I'll expand upon each and provide you some examples of each. So if you're struggling to understand this all, just hold on, I'll put it all together for you. Okay, so four benefits to creating systems in your life. Number one, you're wasting less time. Number two, you're saving brain power. 
Number three, you're taking away cognitive dissonance. And number four, you're creating habits. So let's talk about each one in a little bit more detail, starting with number one, wasting less time. When you set up systems in your life, there's a flow. From my backpack example, I'm sure you can see that I save time by not searching for lunch bags or tidying up shoes or picking up backpacks off the floor, right? When we're moms, we often create systems for other family members in our home to save us time, right? And also as moms, we fully understand and appreciate the importance of saving time or better yet, maximizing time whenever we can. So setting up systems will waste less time in the long run. Number two, we're saving brain power and literally who doesn't want that? Creating system takes all the thinking out of it. Like I said, my kids don't even think about what they're doing with their backpacks. They just do it. Can you imagine working out without even thinking about it? That's exactly what happens when you create systems. It's like magic. You move your body without barely realizing what's happening and it's over. This is why Steve Jobs wore a plain black t-shirt every day to take the thinking out of it. Decision-making fatigue is a real thing. And if you follow the habits of any successful person, they minimize the amount of decisions they make during the day so they can conserve their brain power for the really important things. Systems take away energy expenditure through reducing thought. Just happens. All right, number three is probably my favorite one. And that's taking away cognitive dissonance. So I have a degree in psychology and I remember the very first psychology class I sat in I sat in this giant lecture hall and the professor was at the top and he talked about this concept of cognitive dissonance and I was hooked from that moment on psychology. Have you heard this term before? So I'll read the definition straight out of dictionary.com just to make it clear and concise. So cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions or attitude change. So I know you've experienced this before. Here's an example. You set a goal to go to the gym so you can lose 10 pounds. You keep it up for a week, maybe two weeks. And then one night you notice that it's really cold outside. You think about staying home and being warm in your bed while finishing up a novel that you're completely obsessed with. That moment when that thought enters is cognitive dissonance. You want to go to the gym to lose weight, but you allow this thought to trickle in that challenges that desire. And it always causes a state of feeling unsettled and it directly links to anxiety. I'm sure you felt that before. The space in between what you desire and that opposing thought is cognitive dissonance. And we all know that our worst enemies are ourselves, right? The problem is our thoughts. We come up with ridiculous excuses for why we can't get to the gym or we tell ourselves a story about how we'll never have the body we love anyway, so why bother? Systems take away this tension of cognitive dissonance. There's no space to question our actions. There's no room for talking ourselves out of anything. Systems ensure that the work gets done. And how magical is that? All right, the last benefit behind creating systems is creating habits. And this kind of overlaps with the other ones, but I just wanted to touch upon it briefly. Habits, as you may know, are vital to success. There are no secrets to weight loss and fitness. You need to show up and do the work consistently, day in and day out. Consistency is what will get you there. And what will help ensure that you have the ability to be consistent? Habits, right? It's when working out or eating healthy becomes habitual 
that weight loss and fitness find ease in your life. And how do you create habits? Through systems. It all links and ties in together. Okay, so now that we've covered what systems are and why they're important, I'd like to give you some specific examples that might be pertinent to you in your life. And I would love if you can choose one thing to begin working on. Think about what your biggest challenge is when it comes to weight management or health in general and go from there. So again, I broke these down into two categories to make it a little bit easier, fitness and nutrition. I've included two um, ideas under fitness and then three ideas under nutrition. So let's see what resonates with you. So when it comes to fitness, I've got two, as I said, number one is to carve out a workout schedule. This is complete key to success. And unfortunately, one of those systems that people fluff off or don't prioritize. Here's what you do. You grab your calendar and just have a look at every day of the week and block off time every single day to get your movement in. You'll have to decide a duration that works best for you. So maybe one day you have 20 minutes, maybe another day you have a full hour. Great. Whatever you have, book it in. But I'm all about big goal setting, but try not to overreach here. The last thing I want you to do is feel like you're overwhelmed. If you've booked in a 90 minute workout and really you only have 45 minutes and you have other things that you need to tend to, I don't want you to have that sense of overwhelm, right? So be realistic here in what time, kind of time you can carve out. And if your life allows, keep the same days and same time every single week. That will become to, become to feel more fluid in your life. For example, for me, I know that on Tuesdays, I have two o'clock to four o'clock booked off for my movement every single week. There's no figuring out when I can squeeze it in, if I can squeeze it in, what kind of time I have. It's booked on my calendar and I show up at two o'clock every Tuesday ready for the next couple hours. The key here is to keep this appointment. Think of this as an appointment with a specialist you've made months ago. It cannot be touched unless something really serious happens, but that's not too often going to happen. You would not cancel an appointment with a specialist as you value his or her time and knowledge. Value yourself in the same way. Don't touch it. Number two system when it comes to fitness is to have a workout guide to follow. Don't just show up at the gym and dilly-dally around and try to figure it out as you go. Again, you'll be wasting time and energy and brain power. Have a workout plan ready to go. My plan is the same every single day. So for example, I do different things on different days. But for example, on Tuesdays, I know that I have a 90-minute workout to do on my bike. And then I follow that up with a tricep and core workout. And each of those exercises are mapped out for me, including the weights I need to use for each tricep exercise. It's there. I've printed it. It's in my gym. I know what I'm doing on Tuesdays. It's laid out. I don't spend my time planning, thinking, figuring out, and trying to put it all together on the fly. I have ahead of time planned all that out, printed it, and posted it where I'm going to be. So you can create simple workouts based on your goals. Um, it's not too complicated to do. You can find resources online or even find a personal trainer willing to create these for you. Either way, have a plan that's simple to follow and is consistent week after week. Okay, so those are the two strategy ideas, um, system ideas that you can implement when it comes to fitness. And now when it comes to nutrition, I've got three different ones because I know we struggle with different things. 
So the first in nutrition is to eat the same time every day. Not only are you firing up your metabolism by doing this, but you're taking out the thought process behind eating, right? An important thing when it comes to systems is taking out your thoughts. For me, I know I eat at 7.30, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Dinner is around 6. Dinner I'm a little bit more lenient with, but otherwise I know the times I'm eating. I don't get caught up in life and forget to eat. My body is primed and ready to eat at those specific times. I don't even have to think about it. My body now knows. 10 o'clock, I'm hungry. 12 o'clock, I'm hungry. I don't have to think about it. That's when I eat. So number two when it comes to food is to eat similar meals each day. And yes, I absolutely believe in eating a variety of foods to make sure you're getting all the various nutrients. But there's something about eating similar meals each day that again, takes out the thinking and anxiety over what to eat, that time spent at the pantry, mulling over, opening the fridge 45 times. This does not have to be boring. Again, what you're doing is building a framework with which to allow ease and flow into your life. So let me just break this down in my life. At breakfast, 7.30, again, I eat 7.30, it's always a smoothie. So I might vary what I put into it, you know, if I feel like I need something different or if I want to include different foods, I might vary what I put into it. But the basis is always the same, frozen fruit, a scoop of protein powder, and nut milk. I don't think about it, I just make it. Always a smoothie, I don't think about it. For 10 o'clock, I always have eggs, a carbohydrate, and a veggie. So I usually do um, scrambled eggs. And the carbohydrate might vary. So I might do toast. I might have a wrap instead if I'm feeling like an egg wrap. Or I might make like sweet potato. So always have a, a carb. And the same goes for veggie. I always have a veggie. What I have varies depending on what I'm feeling like or what I have available in my fridge. But the framework is there to leave a little thought. Does that make sense? Okay. The last one when it comes to nutrition is a little bit of a bigger picture one but it's to meal prep at the same time every week, the same day every week. Maybe Mondays at five o'clock, you spend an hour in your kitchen chopping vegetables, cooking meat, steaming potatoes. So you have that all ready for the week. Not only are you planning out your week for success, but you have this system in place where everything flows. So maybe on Monday for that one hour, you're like, oh man, I don't really wanna be in the kitchen right now. But as the week progresses, there's so much more ease to your week. You've got your meals ready. You've got everything prepped. You just eat, right? Or you can switch up. Um, so I like to do the same thing every week, cook the same things every week, but you can switch it up. So for example, you might have a list. Week one, this is what you'll prepare. Week two, this is what you'll prepare. Week three, this is what you'll prepare. And then repeat. Does that make sense? Okay, great. <laughs> I hope this is all kind of coming together in your head. And I'm sure you can come up with a ton of systems you can begin implementing in your own life to reduce anxiety and overwhelm. You probably have an idea of where you're feeling that overwhelm and anxiety already. And then just choose one thing to start implementing. But just remember that when you begin setting systems up, it initially takes legwork and planning. Implementing, repeating, reminding, legwork, planning, implementing over and over. But once you get over that hump of establishing this new system, it just flows without thought. And it's when you get to that point that you'll reap the benefits in a massive way. So just take the time and energy right now to put in the work of planning, prepping, reinforcing, knowing that in long term, the time and energy will be non-existent. 
you are setting your future self up for success right now. The less you have to think about what you're doing and the more primed you are to just do those things, the easier it becomes to systemize the process of achieving your goals. And at that point, achieving your goals is inevitable. Just want to repeat that one more time. The less you have to think about what you're doing and the more primed you are just to do those things, the easier it becomes to systemize the process of achieving your goals. And at that point, achieving your goals is inevitable. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this content and found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with someone or left a review for the podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button or subscribe below. Otherwise, I will see you next Wednesday. Stay healthy. I hope that don't look stupid. I am so grateful you're here listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you found this content interesting or beneficial, I'd be so honored if you can share it with your friends. If you have any questions or any show ideas, anything that you're concerned about or would like clarification on, anything you want me to address on the show, please feel free to email me, info at racheljane.net. I'll see you next week. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. Things over here are pretty good. Uh, Here in Canada, we just had a few very out of the ordinary days as far as weather goes. It is so warm. It's November and we just had like this giant heat wave. I was able to wear shorts and a tank top the last few days and it was absolutely glorious. Nothing makes me happier than warm air and sunshine. So here I am feeling refreshed and recharged. I hope you are too. Are you a busy mom that struggles to find time to work out? I have to tell you that time management is the biggest challenge for my clients. And today I want to dive in to give you some strategies to help ease that hurdle. So last week in my community Facebook group, Moms Mastering Weight Loss Without Dieting, a couple people asked me if I would cover this topic of time. And I know it is a huge, huge, huge struggle for busy moms. Well, for anyone for that matter. I wish I could hand you an extra half hour every day to use his workout time, but I can't do that. And I actually believe that if I did hand that time to you, you would still probably find a way to struggle to make time to get their fitness in. So I can't do that, but I'll try to give you some actionable strategies to use to help with the situation. But before I get into that, I want to talk about some limiting beliefs about time and fitness, because if you know me at all, you know that I don't often address any area of health and fitness without also addressing the mindset aspect. So we need to do that first. I think it's important in exploring your current beliefs about exercising and time. So if you'd like to get out a pen and paper or just think about this or do this activity later... There's just a few questions I have to ask you to reflect upon and answer for yourself. So number one, how do you feel about exercising? Just really sit with that, think about that, 
what comes up, what feelings, what thoughts. How do you feel about exercising? And then the second question we can explore is how much time do you think you need to exercise to get to the level you'd like to be at either fitness wise or body wise? So what kind of time commitment do you believe you need to be making? Pretty much every single client I have who struggles with fitting in time to work out has experienced an incongruency in these two areas, one or the other or both. Either she cringes when she thinks about exercising because it feels very daunting to her, or she has false beliefs that she needs to spend hours a day working out in order to get to her goals. So before we move on, let's just quickly go over these couple things. Number one, exercise. I actually despise that word. Well, it's not the word itself. But I do hate how exercise has come to be related to a negative framework. So exercising feels daunting and hard and done in a gym on machines for lengthy periods of time. So I like to use the word movement because that's really all you're doing is moving. And somehow it feels differently for me when I think about movement versus exercise. Maybe the same for you, maybe not. But if you reframe the connotation of exercise to movement, for me anyways, the tension in my body and my mind may ease without having to do anything else. So maybe that's same for you. If when I asked you, how do you feel about exercising, you felt like, Ugh, maybe that's something that you need to work on from shifting your mindset from exercise to movement. So if you hate exercising, maybe you can come to enjoy movement. So first shift the vocab. <laughs> And then you can begin shifting how you feel about movement if anything negative still pops up, which we'll go over in just a minute. Before we do that, though, let's go over the second question I posed. How long do you think you need to spend working out in order to get those results you want? I find that people often have an unrealistic expectation here, believing they need to spend hours a day working out to get the results they're looking for. And then if they can't find all of those hours, they just end up doing nothing. It seems to be an all or nothing mindset. I like to challenge that and I'll cover that in a minute. But now that we have thought about and reflected upon your answers to those two very important questions, let's dive into some strategies you can start implementing in your life now that will help you figure out that time strain. Okay, so tip number one is to schedule it in. Here's a news flash for you. People don't actually find time to work out. Nobody just finds a random 30 or 60 minutes in their day. Time has to be made. It needs to be intentionally carved out somewhere. So typically what you don't schedule, you don't get done. This area is one that I find a lot of people neglect, which is basically the foundation upon which you build your fitness. You take time to schedule a dentist appointment so your teeth are healthy. You need to think about the same process for keeping your body and your mind healthy by scheduling appointments for movement. So schedule it in. Number two is finding movement that you enjoy. We as humans tend to prefer the path of least resistance. So if you're planning out your workouts and include things that you absolutely hate doing, the chances of you getting them done decreases significantly. So there is no need to set yourself up for failure right off the bat. Choose, choose movements that you enjoy. Fitness doesn't have to look like a strict regimented gym schedule. It can include things like Zumba, tennis, rowing, or challenging hikes. 
It doesn't have to be running and lifting weights if those things make your skin crawl, right? If you love adventure, head on over to an indoor rock climbing facility and go play for an hour. That's an incredible upper body workout in itself. So think outside the box, grab a friend and head to a park for an hour and come out with some workouts to do there. Get creative and have fun with it so you can start shifting your mindset from dread to joy. So tip number three is to have a plan. It is best to have some kind of idea laid out for what you're actually going to do when you work out. Focusing your efforts on that plan will be way more effective than wandering around aimlessly. It's okay to have a plan that you can modify it if need be, but having a laid out plan for the week, something that looks like what is the focus of each day, what exercises will you do each day, and these are all in alignment with what your ultimate goal is, right? Okay. Tip number four is commit to sweating for 20 minutes a day. I'm not going to suggest working out for 90 minutes a day. That just feels way too daunting and unnecessary for most people. So finding 20 minutes a day is a much more manageable task and you can get a really effective workout in just that short time frame. I guarantee you, you can find results in just 20 minutes a day if you're setting a plan that is aligned with your goals. But keep in mind that because it is a shorter period of time, the intensity level is going to have to be a little bit higher to make sure that you're maximizing your efforts and finding efficiency in your workouts. Okay, the fifth um, strategy I have for finding time, making time, sticking to a schedule, is to track or journal your progress. We as humans love positive reinforcement. We enjoy doing things if they're getting us somewhere. Most people struggle to continue doing things if they feel like they're not seeing results, right? It seems hardly worth the effort. But oftentimes the results you get through fitness aren't noticed because we tend to focus on one measurement, i.e. the scale, as a source of progress and only that one measurement. So it's really helpful for you to write down your workouts and track things. How many reps you did, what kind of weights you used, and how you felt both during and after the workout. This way, as time goes on, you can look back on your journal and really notice how far you've come and the progress you're making. No matter how small it may seem, there's something there. And these observations are a great way to reinforce your appreciation for fitness. Okay, on a final note, if there is one thing I see in common with women, especially moms, it's that we have a really hard time setting boundaries. And when we finally have had enough and managed to set those boundaries, we tend to protect them with very wavy lines. So the final component behind finding time to work out is to ensure that you have those boundaries around me time, you've communicated those boundaries with those around you, and you stick to them like your life depends on it. Only then will people begin to take you seriously and really honor the fact that you respect your time. There's often resistance in the beginning, but much like fitness, if you stay consistent, the path becomes easier. Before you can fully embrace these concepts, fitting in your workouts will absolutely feel like a hurdle too high to jump. So I hope that gives you some things to think about. Let me just recap everything and summarize it all for you. So first, what you're going to do is explore your thoughts and beliefs about exercise itself and the time requirement needed to reach your goals. A little bit of exploring the mind before you can do anything else. Next, you will schedule time in every single day for your workouts. 
Three, make sure that you're choosing movement that you enjoy. Four, make a plan, write it out, be prepared. Five, commit to 20 minutes, just 20 minutes every day. That should be manageable. Six, you're going to track or journal your progress so you can have that positive reinforcement over time. And finally, the seventh tip is to set your boundaries and protect them like you would your babies. Okay, I hope you found that helpful. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed this content or found it valuable if in any way, I'd love if you would share or subscribe. So thanks for being here and I shall see you next week.